out of timeouts. Adams gives it back to Russ. Deep shot. What a perfect ending to a historic day. SGA trying to size up Russell. Oh, what a nifty move. Found enough space as he chooses his way to the rim. Yo, what is going on, you guys? This is the Loud City Views podcast. I am your host in today's episode, Jason Batacchio. It is just me today, so I just want to invite everybody to join and uh, give this podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, whatever you're listening on. I just want to thank you for joining. Um, I know it's been a long time since I've been podcasting. Um, I've just been kind of busy, but today is the day. Basketball is back. The Thunder are scrimmaging the Celtics today, and we have so much to talk about. Um, Really, I just want to jump right into it. Um, It's been a long time since I've podcasted, and it's been a long time since we've had anything close to basketball. And I know it's a scrimmage. Everybody knows that, but it's Thunder basketball. Um, So really, there's three main things that I kind of just want to go over today. Andre Roberson, the dude that hasn't been around for three, almost two and a half years, is playing basketball today in two hours. The media is raving about SGA and how he's had a big jump over this break. That is exciting. And then I just kind of want to dive into some of my expectations uh, with the Thunder versus Celtics. So let's just kind of jump into what I'm expecting with this Andre Roberson return. Um, Brandon Rabar tweeted the other day saying that Billy Donovan has stated that everyone's a full go, which means Andre Roberson's a full go. Andre Roberson is going to be playing on Friday, meaning that we're going to be having a full in close look on how he's, how he's going to play and how he's recovered from this patellar and tendon injury. He's had three major setbacks. That's why he hasn't been playing in those two years. Um, There was even a point where I thought Roberson wasn't going to be playing basketball, but he's here with the team in the bubble, and he plans on playing for the foreseeable future, barring any uh, major setbacks or injuries. Knock on wood, that's not going to happen. Um, But really, the hype is there for Roberson. Coaches have been saying that he's not all the way back, but he looks like he can be a shell of what he was or maybe even get back to the point that he was. He's still tenacious on defense. He's still a disruptor. And these are all quotes from Billy Donovan. Um, Where I personally think he's going to be at, I think he will be maybe 60 to 70% of himself in the beginning. He's not going to be the same Andre Roberson, especially with three years off. I mean, the adjustment for a basketball player to get back to the point that he was in the beginning is very rare. And especially for, you know, a player like Roberson, who's most of his skills come from athletic athleticism and defense, just expecting him to be back to a hundred percent would be stupid at this point. Um, But when it comes playoff time, I mean, the thunder could really use Roberson as a wing, you know, the thunder have no wing depth, other than, you know, maybe Danilo Gallinari and an unreliable Terrence Ferguson. But if Roberson comes back, 
it gives them a really nice player to come off the bench and possibly defend the best player on the court at all times if he's as healthy as we expect him to be. Um, now, kind of going into where I think he'll fit into the rotation, um, there's been kind of some speculation saying he might play the three, might play the four. I think the four is the perfect spot for him, especially if Oklahoma City goes small ball with their three-guard lineup. They could have Roberson, you know, defend the four position, uh, you know, defend any of the bigger guys in the post. Um, you know, Andy, if he's still not shooting well, which I'm not expecting much out of Roberson, he's never been an offensive player. And uh, suspecting that he's an amazing offensive player now, barring major setbacks that he had when he was injured, uh, would just be, again, dumb at this point. But, I mean, he can still have those backdoor cuts that he had. And he still can bring some sort of impact on offense if he is still where he is at on defense. Um, personally, I think that it's a major addition for this Thunder team. You know, we look back on the past two years of what the Thunder really were missing, and we could always point to Andre Roberson. Like when we lost him in that year, we had Carmelo, Paul George, and Russell. The Thunder's defense flew off a cliff. And then the next year ahead of that, um, the Thunder defense was good, but it wasn't as consistent with Andre Roberson. And the Thunder defense kind of fell off a cliff again the second half of the year. And it was majorly at part because they didn't have the tenacious defense that Andre Roberson provided on in game in and game out night basis, you know. So looking at that, I just – I think it's huge for the Thunder. I think it's huge for Andre Roberson, you know, two years of – major, major, major setbacks, watching him be able to come back the way he has and be able to play basketball again. Because I know many people, including myself, thought he was done for the rest of his career. So I just want to applaud Andre Roberson. Congratulations to him, and I hope him all the well and all the best for his future with Oklahoma City. And eyes are on him, man. It's it's go time. Um, so pivoting off of Andre Roberson, I kind of want to hit on Shea Gildas-Alexander or SGA, whatever you want to say about him. Shea has been everywhere on social media since the hiatus started. Um, he signed a deal with Converse, and it's looking like he might be the face of the brand uh, if his um, prospects rise like everybody's been saying they have been. So good for him. But just kind of jumping in on to some quotes from Sam Presti. Um, Presti's been raving about him and his media availability. He said, we knew he was extraordinary talented from the way the time that we got him. Um, but he re he's remarking that he's hitting every single mark that they've expected from him. Um, since the hiatus, coaches have said Shea's gotten better. Everybody around the team, even the players, is saying, Shea has jumped again. And for me and everyone in the Thunder stratosphere, that is exciting because the jump that Shea made from his rookie season, uh, nine-plus points and point-per-game averages, um, showing the ability to be a primary ball handler, the moves, the finishes, the ability around the rim, the playmaking flashes, um, the, the first step, all of those things that Shea has, if he continues to improve on that, 
we're looking at possibly saying that, oh, he could be an all-star to potentially saying he could be a superstar. And with it technically being a quote-unquote offseason that we had, this is kind of expected. But looking towards the future for 2021-2022 season, we're going to have another two-month break. So imagine the extended amount of time that Shea has, is going to have and has had to really improve his game. Um, the future for the Thunder is bright, especially for Shea. So I'm really just excited to see uh, what facets he's improved in and how he's going to play in the playoffs, especially with all that pressure just amounting on him and Chris Paul, especially if Dennis Schroeder's out. That was another thing I kind of wanted to point on. So Dennis Schroeder, we all know his wife is pregnant and the timetable for um, him leaving and him returning is really up in the clouds. But that being said, if Schroeder is out for the playoffs in the future, that means that a lot of ball handling duties are going to pivot towards Shea and Chris Paul. But Shea will get more and more opportunities. Um, And the importance in that is even if there is no fans in the arena or even if it is a sort of watered-down experience at the NBA level for the playoffs, there's still that pressure there in the playoffs. And with Shea improving like he did over the offseason, it's going to be exciting how he handles that pressure and handles the possibility or the possible new ball handling expectations that are going to be put on him because with no Schroeder, he's going to have to have the ball in his hands. I mean, you could say that the ball is going to go towards Gallinari more or CP3, but when I think about it, I see Shea right in the cross crosshairs. I'm like, okay, no Schroeder. That means, you know, more, more SGA at the point, more playmaking abilities for him. And that's exciting. It's really exciting. So just one of the things that I'm going to be watching for in this scrimmage and the regular season games and the playoff is how Shea handles this newfound pressure and what small things he's improved in because if he's improved like we expect him to improve or even if he has made half of the jump like he did this season, that's big news for Oklahoma City, big news for Oklahoma City's future, and big news for the playoffs because – we could even go further than we even expected, but I'm not going to place those expectations because anything can happen. Um, so now kind of just going on to uh, a smaller portion before I end this episode, um, the Thunder faced the Celtics in about two, maybe an hour and a half. Um, really, the only things I, I want, I'm looking for is how well is Andre Roberson going to play? What kind of lineups is Billy Donovan going to tinker him in? Um, I'm excited to see bits and pieces of Shea because I know that Billy Donovan isn't going to play the starters for an extended amount of time, probably for the first quarter, maybe even the second quarter. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see if this team can carry over what they started in January to March and have an extended break and continue it into what we think it can be. Um, I think it'll be a good game. I'm excited to see what the Celtics have. Um, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Cantor. We all know what they bring to the table. Um, Even Brad Stevens. So it's an intriguing matchup. 
And the last time the Thunder faced the Celtics, they had that crazy um, clutch time stuff going on. So it's, it's exciting. And basketball's back, which means the pod's going to be more consistent. Um, but really, that's all I have to talk about today. Um, mainly the things going on in the world. Nothing's really changed. The political climate's crazy, as always. Uh, Logic dropped a new album. It was really good. Uh, Wanna... Gunna's deluxe album, pretty good stuff. You should go give it a listen. And Taylor Swift dropped. I'm I'm not that big of a Taylor Swift fan, but um, go check that out too. I mean, music has been kind of dry lately. But yeah, I just want to thank everybody for tuning into this uh, short episode, this Fry Pod. Um, hit me up with any questions for the next episode. Um, I'll probably be re- be recording with Colby going over the scrimmage. Um, this Saturday. So yeah, I just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, Give me a, or give the loud city views podcast, a five-star rating. Uh, Enjoy the scrimmage today because basketball is back and it's going to be back for a long time. So yeah, just have a good Friday and yeah, thank you guys so much. Goodbye.